What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 119 of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, a Monday rundown on a Monday. This one is going to start off with the Yankees. Sean and I broke down a little playoff preview of the Yankees, talked about the overall roster. After that, we broke down the wild card games, had our prediction there, and then the division series had our predictions there. Finally, we went around baseball and talked about some manager shakeups and talked about Pete Alonso because that was a huge thing that happened around baseball, breaking Aaron Judge's rookie record for home runs. After that, we talked one game of NCAA football, and then we did some pop culture. So we will be back on Wednesday with the NFL Wednesday pod. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, greatest website in the world, SorrySports.com. Shoot us an email if you have anything to say. Sorry, sports at yahoo.com and enjoy the pod. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sorry to Interrupt. We're here for a Monday rundown. We're going to go baseball heavy today because the playoffs are officially set. They start tomorrow, and I'm amped. Tom, I know you are too, brother. How are you? I'm ready to go. Wild Cart Tuesday tomorrow? Yeah, Um, NL tomorrow, AL Wednesday. Nice. And you know what else is nice? It's nice to not have to watch these games and have some investment. It's really nice. The last two years, I remember recording this last year, and we were supposed to do it on I think uh, we were supposed to do the NFL Wednesday and the Yanks were playing on the Wednesdays like all right we're doing an NFL Tuesday yeah so it's nice to know that at least the Yanks are guaranteed three games so let's start there because that's our team and finally we know who the Yankees are going to be playing it's the Minnesota Twins and everybody that knows anything about the Yankees postseason and baseball postseason really since 2000 the Twins have kind of been the whipping boys for the Yankees. The Yankees have beat them in the division series in 03, 04, 09, 2010, and then the wild card game in 17. And no matter what the man, who the manager is, what the team is on both sides, it just seems like the Yankees have this team's number for whatever weird reason. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to go out and say this is what I wanted the whole time because it depends on who the team is and what that you know, all means at the end of the day. But when you see Yankees twins as a Yankee fan, you immediately feel pretty decent. Yeah. I'm happy about it. And I mean, again, I'm just happy to be playing in a series. I think this twins team might be better than any of the others that the Yankees have faced. I can't really remember back to Oh three Oh four, but in recent years, this is a much better twins team and a much more balanced twins team as well. Their offense is obviously potent. They beat the Yankees for the regular season home run title by one, mm. 307 to 306. Um, you know, a guy that crushes the Yankees and seems to always rise in the postseason is Nelson Cruz. They have him. Um, they have a bunch of young players that have played really well. They've got Max Kepler, who's had a really good year. Um, they just are loaded top to bottom. That lineup, you use the word balance. That's exactly what they are, man. Right-handed and left-handed. They yep. hit for a lot of pop. Um, they work counts and Rocco Baldelli seems to have done a really good job with this team. I mean, we kept waiting for Tampa Bay. Great. That's right. We kept waiting for, uh, for that shoe to drop and, and the Indians to take over. And that just never really happened for part of their doing, but also Minnesota just kept their foot on the gas and you got to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, as far as their pitching is concerned, before we delve deep into the Yankees, 
I haven't seen who they announced as their starters, but I'm going to assume it's Barrios in game one and then Odorizzi and Gibson. Uh, they also have Martin Perez, the lefty, if they want to switch things up. Gibson's had a, not a great year. Gibson has not been great, but Odorizzi, you know, the Yankees have faced him a lot with his days in Tampa Bay, and he's mm-hmm. a very good pitcher. And Barrios is probably Nasty. their ace. Um, he's very good. Yeah, he's very good. I think they might start the lefty because Gibson's been shaky this year, and they might think he's a little bit better as a long man. Okay. If, if need be, or somebody coming out of the pen. But uh, Kyle Gibson had a great year last year, and then this year he had a bit of a setback. But, I mean, whatever. you gotta play who's you got to play who's pitching in front of you, and, and this Yankees team can hit anybody. This Yankee team can hit anybody. Um, you know, you definitely feel a little bit better than having to face, you know, like a Snell and a Morton. Yeah. Or, and then, obviously, even even Oakland, it seems like they're guys like, you know, Sean Manea and Fires and Homer Bailey. Like, the Yankees have had trouble with I'll some of these who, guys. I'll tell you who I really don't want to face, and I don't want to look ahead. You know who I'm going to say. Well, actually, I want to face them because that means that we probably advanced. <laughs> well, so. of course. But, <laughs> but you're right. Obviously, there's... Verlander, Cole, having two of the best pitching years ever. Mm-hmm. And then you have... A guy who's just been in a lot of big games and Granky, who knows how to pitch probably better than anybody in baseball right now. That's scary. And that's I think I picked them to win the World Series at the beginning of the year. And I'm gonna stick with that. But let's get back to the Yankees. Yeah, you gotta feel I mean, obviously way. the Astros, unless they get picked off by Oakland or Tampa, who both could play them well. I mean, they they're gonna have the starting pitching in Oakland I took I think took three of four from Houston in Houston like two, three weeks ago. It's money time. Though. And really stuck it to them. And no, it is. And I agree. I mean, my money and yours and basically any betting man is gonna be on Houston. is gonna be on Houston. But let's go back to this Yankee twin series. So Barrios is their ace, he's nasty. He came up in 17, and his first appearance uh, in the postseason was in that wild card game after Irvin Santana got knocked out, and Barrios didn't fare much better. I'm interested to see what he does under the bright lights of Yankee Stadium game one. Um, you know, that's a kind of pressure cooker that young pitchers aren't used to. And, you know, this Yankee team, it's very interesting because it's very young, but they've all played in a lot of really big games already. You know what? I think he started that game back in 2017 against the Yankees. That was Urban well. Santana. But he came in. He right? came in and right he after him. Yeah. Well. Came in. No, he didn't. No. Didn't he? He didn't pitch all that well. Nope. Judge took him deep oh, and I'm he gave up a different game. Yeah. I apologize. No, you're good. He yeah, cuz Santana pitched that game. Remember they were staked to the 3 nothing lead and then Santana promptly gave it back with a DD home run. Um and then it was kind of the Yankees were just kind of adding on after that. But yeah, Berrios is a guy with electric stuff. Pineda being suspended for the year, that hurts them. I wasn't really worried about him anyway, facing him. You know what he's going to give you, fastball slider. But when he's on, he's nasty. They don't have to worry about that. Martin Perez is a pro. He's a good left-handed pitcher. He's had a nice year this year after coming over from Texas. And Odorizzi is just a pro, man. He's just a pro. He's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's a top. He's a top end of the rotation type pitcher on most teams. Their lineup really worries me, and we're going to go into starting to break down the Yankees now, obviously. Um, the thing that really has me concerned, and I actually was just talking to my secretary about this downstairs, it pisses him off that I call him my secretary, so I'm going to keep doing it. Such a bad guy. I am worried about the Yankees not having, and I don't think we talked about this since it happened, the Yankees not having Domingo Herman. Yeah, we didn't talk about it because we kind of let it go. We didn't do a rundown last week, and also we kind of wanted... It was my birthday, bitches. They're goddamn right. Look at that. Um, you went to the dentist. It was a big day. Um, big day. Uh, <laughs> no cavities. 25. I'm on a what? streak of never had a cavity in my life. Oh, come on. I swear to Christ. 
I am on a 25-year and one week as of today streak of never having a cat. That's actually very impressive. No baby teeth either. Never Look at this dental hygiene. You ever have wisdom teeth out? Nope. What? They, they actually took x-rays of my teeth, and they were shocked at how perfectly they fit in there. The The only flaw I have, because I've never had a cavity, never had braces, never had my wisdom teeth removed. The only flaw that I have is that when I was younger, I chipped my front tooth, mm. um, and it, it falls off or whatever. It just breaks off sometimes. So he has to shave it down and put it on, uh, you know, a new whatever tooth on there, because I'm not going to – I'm gorgeous. I'm not going to walk around with a fucking chipped tooth. Um but yeah, that's the only flaw I've ever had. No cavities. I don't know why that's so hard for you to believe about me. Oh, come on. I live a rough life sometimes, but that's I take more or less why I, think I take I, excellent care of my teeth. Well, that's good to know. Tom, everybody listening knows that Tom practices good dental hygiene. Okay. Ladies, no cavities. That's a starting point right there. All right. Is that your, is that your start on your uh, Tinder bio? I don't no cavity. I'm an in-person guy. You're an in-person guy. All right, look at you. What a renaissance man. All right, so um, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> we were saying that we didn't have oh, a Monday Domingo Herman. That's right. My Jesus birthday. Christ. We talk about All right, Domingo. yeah, so Herman, we were also waiting to see, uh, or hear rather, what came out about it. And yeah, baseball upheld the suspension. Listen, we don't know what happened. All we know is there's allegations, and baseball found enough there to... I I'm guess decide to, to put him on the suspended list and not let him pitch. So he's out. That obviously hurts. Uh, he was having a tremendous season. And in one, he had, he pitched twice against Minnesota this year. He had a great start back in May, and then he got roughed up back in uh, in July. I mean, he obviously hurts. He was he was the you know winningest pitcher on your team, and, and he's got nasty stuff. But the Yankees, you know, fortunately not for reasons like this, but they've been dealt with a lot of adversity all year. They've this lost a lot of guys. Me for more, it doesn't concern me necessarily for the Twin Series. It concerns concerns me going ahead. Well, the only good thing that comes out of this is that we have seen Luis Severino back. And he looks very, very good. Yep. He threw two shutout, uh, two shutouts of the four inning and a five inning performance at home, and then he gave up, I think, three runs in four innings the other night in Texas. But you know, he had a long pitch inning, and that's one of those games where he's not going to be allowed to have a thirty pitch inning in a playoff game. He's going to be out of there. Um, where do you see? How do you see this rotation shaking out? If I had to guess, I Tanaka, think they're going to go Tanaka, Paxton, and Sevy. And then, hmm. or bullpen. Tanaka's home road splits are extreme. You want him pitching at Yankee Stadium. Paxton, you break up the lefty and the righty. Yep. Or you can pitch Severino, go bullpen day. You have the Sunday off, and then you can go Paxton in game three. What do you What do you think is the best course of action? I actually like the second option you had um, because... I just I think Paxton's a little bit better with pressure on him, and if that bullpen has to come in, you won't have to have a back-to-back bullpen day because then you'll be in a hell of a lot of trouble. It's not back-to-back, but back-to-back bullpen games. Um, so I, I would just like to see Paxton with his back against the wall if need be, or in a clinching situation where he knows he doesn't have, you know, a uh, a green ready to go or. You know, name another guy out of the bullpen. Side note, a guy I never want to see pitch again is, what's his face? The guy I text you about, Chad. Is oh, Chad oh, Chance Adams. Chance Adams. Yeah, he's Jesus horrible. Jesus fucking Christ. Horrible. Horrible. Well, you're not going to have to worry about he seeing him. He doesn't look him. like a professional pitcher, I'll he, tell you that. He doesn't. The one person you might have to worry about seeing, at least I worry because I'm not a fan of his, is Luis Sessa. He might make this roster. But you hope that if he's pitching, it's not in a big spot. What I think the Yankees are going to do is they're going to give Tanaka 
most of the most of the run and Paxson as well. You hope those guys can give you five to six innings. Severino, they're going to be a lot more cautious with. Severino also might not start. That might be a bullpen day. That might be a uh, that Chad might be a Chad Green. Green start, and then maybe throw CC or Hap in there for an inning or two to change it up, and then you bring Sevy out there. I mean, there's just so many ways they can go. And towards the end of the regular season, this last week or two, they were experimenting with just about everything. They I'll were pitching CC out of the pen. I think they should. I think they should do what they did a few weeks ago when CC came off came off the IL, and I think they should start him and then have a bullpen game after that. The only thing I worry about CC is it's more this matchup. The Twins are a right-handed power lineup, and as good as CC usually is the first time around, I don't think his stuff is really that good. It isn't. It doesn't play that it's well against point. that kind of it's team. Because even though Paxson's a lefty, you know he's a hard throwing lefty. hundred out there, so. right? Um, set you like the neutral. You like Severino and Tanaka neutralizing them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think CC would be a guy, and they envision it is either be a change of pace guy in a middle inning when you look at matchups and see maybe they have two or three lefties do up, or you use him against a guy like Max Kepler or something in a big spot. And yep. use that sweeping slider. I mean, they, that's they have so much flexibility with this pitching staff with what they can do. And I think seeing just watching the last couple weeks of games, they're pretty much open to anything and everything, which is good because let's be honest, dude. Forever, when we've talked about, oh, we're going to be in the bullpen in the fourth or fifth inning, that was always met with a negative connotation. With this Yankee team, I don't think it is. I think if you're in the bullpen in the fourth or fifth, that means your starter probably did his job, and now you just deploy the you just deploy everybody and go. Yeah, absolutely. If the starter's in, in the I mean, if the starter's out in the second, we're in trouble. Right. But um, fourth or fifth, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think so. So I I think that we're pretty much in lockstep there. Whether regardless of what they do with Severino, whether he actually starts a game or he comes in in relief, you know he's going to be a focal point. You know Tanaka and Paxson are starting. I do like Tanaka at home in game one. He's a big money pitcher. He's done it a lot before. Set the tone early, and then you can have Paxton or Sevy or Green or whomever you choose to follow suit for the bullpen. I know they had a little bit of some hiccups as of late, but those guys are very well rested. And one thing we also didn't discuss, because it didn't really become official until the weekend, the Yankees didn't get home field throughout the playoffs. I don't know about you, but I thought Aaron Boone did a tremendous job managing because he had a lot of injuries that we'll also discuss coming up shortly to navigate towards the end of the season with Encarnacion and Sanchez missing time. You had to get Stanton back and get him a lot of at-bats. You wanted to see Tyler Wade play a little bit of outfield and use his versatility. I think he's going to be on the roster. You were you know, balancing out between Voight, Urshela, and LeMahieu at certain positions. Um, Mike Ford was getting some at bats. Who's raking, by the way. I know. And that's my que- that's another question. I mean, That was the question I was going to ask you is, out of Mike Ford and a few others, who makes this roster? Because the problem with Mike Ford is that he can only really play one position. Yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about Voight and Encarnacion. They're DH but Voight, first baseman. But those guys are locks for their roster. Well, you would believe Encarnacion is as long as he's healthy. The thing that scares me about Voight, and I think he's a lock he's too, slumping. but he, dude, he has not hit mm-hmm. at all. And he, it's been a while now. And you have so many right-handed power hitters that Mike Ford's already shown a propensity to hit, come up big in the clutch, and he's a lefty power bat, which the Yankees don't have. I'm not saying that 
he's a lock. I'm not even saying that he's probably going to make it. If I if I were to guess, he's not, and Voight will get the chance. But it's an interesting conversation to have because Mike Ford has been a very useful player for the Yankees, not to mention his on-base percentage is really good, too. He walks a shit ton. Well, here's the thing. I think the Yankees are going to be able to uphold the the, uh, the Twins anyways. Maybe you just see you throw Voight out there and see how he does against the Twins, and then if not, you, do, you hit the reset button against whoever they're going to play in the second round. Yeah, that's a you possibility. Might, you, might send four, you might send Ford up and, and Voight down if he goes, you know, 0 for 1 for in the entire series with a, you know, a bunt single or something right. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we also know that there's no way they're keeping all three of those guys. Because they're, they're all, three first they're all first baseman DH guys. That you couldn't even fathom putting right. them in another position. So that's that's where it would really come down to, is it Voight or Ford? And although I we both think it's going to be Voight unanimously, it's, it's a question that's raised concern because anybody that's kind of tuned the Yankees out for the last little bit, especially after they clinched the division a little over a week ago, a week and a half ago, there have been a lot of reasons to watch these games. Another guy that's not hitting is Glaber Torres. Now, I don't worry about him nearly as much, but, you know, Gio Rochella, my boy, he also was struggling. He, he he caught fire a little bit later on. I think the last week he played pretty well, but he was not hitting for a while. You know, so I think the best lineup the Yankees will, will have, and I think the one that they're going to use, is one where you're going to see LeMahieu at third, Didi at short, Glaber at second, and Void at first with Encarnacion DHing. Stanton in left, Gardner in center, Judge in right. You'll have Tyler Wade on the roster. He can play all three in outfield positions, and he'll he'll spell uh, one of those guys if he needs to. He's also a great pinch runner, and Cameron Mabin will be on this roster, and you're going to look for him, especially if the Yankees have a lead late to come in for Stanton. Guy who can also get a clutch hit. Guy who can get a clutch hit. And a guy who, a, another pinch running option. Absolutely, yeah. So Even those guys will be there for sure. You know Real Mine is the backup catcher is on that roster. And then the question becomes, okay, Urshela, he could be another late-inning guy because what you could do is you could take Void out, put LeMahieu over at first, or you could even have a lineup if Void's showing that he can't hit or he's really struggling. You move LeMahieu over to first. You play Urshela at third, another guy who's shown to have a lot of big hits this year. You've and got a gold D- glove. Like platinum glove, yeah. yeah. And then Didi at short and Glaber at second. You feel good about this team because there's a lot – of versatility. I know you're worried about Torres and you're worried about Ashella, but they're the ones who got you here. They're, they were I'm not necessarily parts. worried about them, but making, we, they're but, both making this roster. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm just saying, you know, they haven't hit lately. Oh, yeah. And, that's a, and that has been a little bit of an it, issue. Void, yeah. I am a little concerned about. Well, he, he hasn't, he hasn't, he's been in a slump for a lot longer of a period of time. And the other thing, it, it makes you more worried because there's, there's a guy behind him that's raking. Right. And, so. and and present something that he doesn't, which is left-handed pop. So let's talk about the rest of the the rest of the pitching. We know we're, they're going to have the big four out there in Adovino, Kane, Lee Britton, and Chapman. Chad Green. And Chad Green, I kind of put him anywhere. because Ta- Tommy Canley's going to be there. He's had a great year. Yep, and then you're going to have probably CeCe and Hap. I think Hap is interesting because – they could use him. They used him out of the bullpen the other day. They started green, and then they brought in Hap, and he pitched four or five shutout innings. That's a he's lefty. actually looked good, and he's a pro. I know he's, he's not pro. had a good year, but he's, he's still a touching pro. 95, and his stuff looked a little bit flat, but maybe out of the pen, maybe he's found something. 
And maybe he's found he has pitched better in his September. arm slot or whatnot, you know, because he was just leaving things flat. It wasn't. We were saying it's not. It's not the velo. It's not the stuff. It's just that he's leaving something over the plate. Maybe he found it and he could be. I could see him being a massive piece as to the reason why the Yankees win the World Series this year. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Me too, man. I I could too because he's a guy who has been there and done that. You know, he was on that Philly team as a young pitcher in '09 that uh, pitched in World Series games. And obviously pitching in the AL East, and he was in the playoffs last year. I know his one performance with the Yankees wasn't all that good in that start at Boston, but I don't. The good thing about him is, is again, let's talk about how different teams are from a year to year. Last year, Jay Happ was our number was the Yankees' number one starter in Game One. Luis Severino pitched Game Three and got lit up, and they had to pitch CC Sabathia as their starter for Game Four in a win-or-go-home game. Now you're throwing Tanaka, Paxton, a fresh Severino. The bullpen is just so much more deep. Uh, Canely, who is a guy that they didn't have last year. I know Batances really hurts, but they have Ottavino, a guy that they didn't have last year. Britain is a lot more of a sure thing now than he was last year when he was still trying to find himself after the coming back from the Achilles and coming over to the Yankees. You feel a lot better about him. Just the feel around this pitching. And I know it's been easy to talk about how the Yankees' issue has been pitching. And we and we understand. They don't have a Verlander and they don't have a Cole. But I feel pretty goddamn good about Tanaka in a playoff game. I do. Absolutely. He's always a big-time pitcher. So, you know, and, and Paxton, he, what is he, won, he won nine straight starts before Friday night. And I know he had that little irritation in the glute and they took him out. That was but, a precaution. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and Hap has pitched well in September, although his numbers aren't where you want him. Severino, I think, is the X factor. If, if you get yep. peak Severino, it doesn't matter if he's coming out of the pen, if he's starting, if he's pitching six innings or two. If he's on his game, that's a guy that, the Yankees didn't have last year. I mean, talent-wise, you put him right up there with Verlander and Cole. It's mm-hmm. just their oh, for consistency. Sure. All right, so we've gone up and down the team. We've pretty much broken down the entire roster. What are you thinking in this series? I'm saying Yankees in four. I will also say Yankees in four. All right, so um, the Twins will sneak one in there. Yeah, I would, I w- I would say that the Yankees will get both at home. I feel pretty decent that they could get both at home. Um, But Minnesota isn't like it's a wild home field advantage for them. It's not. I mean, they're a great fan base. They're passionate. They're rowdy. That place will be loud. But the Yankees have gone into the old Metrodome, and they've gone into this new place, Target Field, and won road playoff games in tight games. I know with different teams, but... You know, I don't look at that as the same kind of enemy as having to go to Oakland or having to go to uh, frickin' Houston. Absolutely. So we both have Yankees in four. Speaking of Oakland, uh, let's break down that first wild card game. They're playing on Wednesday, but we'll stick with the AL here. The Tampa Bay Rays have to go across the country and play the Oakland Athletics. Um, I would assume Snell is going to start for... Morton. Wow. All right. Well, you got Snell coming out of the pen. That's mm-hmm. that's a nice one-two punch right there. Who's starting for Oakland? I didn't see that. I, I want to say it's probably going to be a, uh, Sean Manea or a Homer Bailey, um, if they've even announced it. I know the Rays were very quick uh, out in front of it announcing their starter. But either way, I know that the A's also are very – those teams are very comparable because they're pesky. They have some power. 
They play very crisp baseball. They have incredible defense on, on, on both teams. But they also really love to use their bullpen, and they're incredibly innovative in how they use their pitching staff. And with all hands on deck, I mean, the A's have a bunch of guys that can come at you from different directions. Um, you know, they're not just hard throwers. I mean, Homer Bailey has really pitched well over there. Mike Fires has been good. Um, they have uh, Manea, who's come back from Tommy John, and he's looked pretty good. He's a sidewinding lefty who kind of just slingshots the ball across his body at 93-94. Um, and then, of course, they have their bullpen of Hendricks, of uh, Trinan, and um, they have they have a bunch of guys out there that, you know, they tried to do that bullpen game against the Yankees last year in the wild card game. Remember that? They didn't really have a starter, and they went with the wild card, and it didn't work out too well for them. But if they had a lead, they felt pretty good about being able to preserve it. Tampa, if you get Charlie Morton, who almost no-hit the Yankees last week. He's nasty. He's freaking nasty, and obviously he's won – Game 7 of the LCS and Game 7 of the World Series two years ago in Houston. So there's nothing this guy's afraid of. If he's on his game and then you can go Snell and then they have a bunch of guys in the bullpen, especially finishing up with that uh, with their hard-throwing lefty, uh, I mean, you've got to feel pretty good if you're Tampa Bay. If you can get a lead, you're you're probably going to keep it. Yeah, no, they're. I think, honestly, Tampa Bay is the better team. Especially because there's a lot of players that are pretty hot on that team. Meadows is tearing the cover off the ball of recent. And they stole, um, what's the guy's name from the Cardinals? Tony. Tommy oh, Tommy Pham. Pham. Tommy yeah. Pham. He's been incredible. And I, I just think this team is is significantly better. Travis Darno too. Talk about a guy that's career was saved. I mean, oh, this, man, team is real, this team is really, really is good. Is he catching for them or is he playing DH? Uh, he plays. He catches. He plays some DH, and he plays a little first too. Nice. They're, Good for him. Yeah, they're versatile as hell. Um, so who do you think takes this game? Give me Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay going across the country, rallying. I just love that team, and I think Morton, the one-two punch of Morton and um and Snell, and then they got the other guy Glass, Glass now coming out. Of, and listen, it's a wild card game. All hands on deck. Yeah. Um. It's so weird. Every time I count out the A's and I look at matchups and I'm like, eh, they're not as good here. They're not as good there. This team just fucking wins. And as good as Tampa is, and as much as I love them, if they weren't in the AL East, they'd be probably my second favorite team um, just of how they are. But I'm actually going to go with Oakland here. I think they're playing at home. I think they'll find a way to win. A lot of that young core who's there has a bad taste in their mouth from getting crushed at Yankee Stadium last year. They get to host this game. I know it's a joke of a stadium that they play in, but you know what? That fan base is crazy, and they love postseason baseball. Um, Just to be a little bit of a contrarian, I'll go with the Oakland Athletics. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the NL game. At 8.08 tomorrow, you have the Milwaukee Brewers and the Washington Nationals facing off in Washington. This is going to be a hell of a game. Absolutely. Milwaukee has um, rallied around the Christian Yelich breaking his kneecap, and they really didn't figure out how not to. They never lost Tampa, a game. Or, uh, like. uh, Oakland, by the way, real fast, has not announced a starter yet. So. Okay. Okay. Maybe they'll do another bullpen game, a little curveball at him. But I bet you it's the lefty, uh, Manet, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do we think about that game? I, I think this one's going to be probably – 
Final score like three to two. I don't know which team. I like the Nationals a little bit better. I think they have more firepower and they have. Believe it or not, we were talking about their bullpen being so terrible at the beginning of the year. Oh, they it made still some sucks. Moves. It still sucks. It still sucks, but it's not as bad. And I just think that I think they were the worst in baseball, or maybe the Cubs just passed them. But they had like a five seven two team ERA out of the pen. I get I what you're saying. They did make moves they to try moves. to make it they better, but they that that's still. We'll put it this way. If your closer is Sean Doolittle, yeah, that's shaky. It would have been good a couple years ago. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, da- Daniel thing, Hudson's been okay. But another thing is we're talking about the bullpen. You got Strasburg and you got Scherzer. Max Scherzer is going to start this baseball of game. Of course he's going to start this game. He's the man. He is. But there was question of whether it was Strasburg because Strasburg's been incredibly good at and home. Scherzer's and Scherzer's been a little shaky in the second a- half for his for his standards. standards. And you know who else was uh, is honestly a guy that could have gotten easily named a starter here? Patrick Corbin at home doesn't lose. Mm-hmm. I think he's lost twice all year at Nationals And Park. that's another thing that, that we're talking about here is, yeah, you know what? Their bullpen does suck. But when you only have to use your two guys at the back end of the bullpen because you have a Strasburg and you have a Corbin that you can go to, I mean, that shares up a bullpen a little bit. I think that that... Them playing in this game actually might be the best thing for them because they don't have to use the bullpen because they have Strasburg and Corbin to take up innings. They'd have a day off in between, and if things go right, you can almost have Strasburg use that as like a bullpen day, and Mm -hmm. he starts game two, or game one, rather, of the division series. But like you said, all hands on deck, you don't worry about the division series. You You worry about winning this game. And do or die. What I like about this move is, and I I know Davey Martinez is a little bit of a lightning rod as a manager. He he does some things that people really, really makes you you scratch your head. But it seems that this team fucking plays for him, man. And I'm glad he's not trying to be too cute. You know, if I had Max Scherzer on my team, I wouldn't think twice or bat an eye. If about him starting this wild card game, no matter how good Strasburg is, no matter how good Corbin is, don't try to get cute. You have one game to win. Max Scherzer has been one of the best pitchers in baseball since he's been a Washington National. He has Cy Young awards. He's great on Detroit. Too. He's great on Detroit, dude. He's just an incredible pitcher. He's fucking amazing. You start him, he's your horse, you ride or die with him. He's also been a pretty good performer in the playoffs over over the time that he's been in there. So He has. I'm, he's a horse. I'm confident in him. He's an ace. Brandon Woodruff is starting for the Milwaukee Brewers, but they said he's going to go about two innings, and then they're going to go match-up heavy. This is another team that's kind of like an Oakland where they don't have a, number, a real bona fide number one. Oh, they're hurt. Right. They're all hurt. So... You have no other choice but to use matchup. So I'm very interested to watch this game because I think Craig Council is an incredibly good manager. Absolutely. And I want to see how he deploys his arms. I mean, you want to get the ball to Hater with a lead late. That's the well, plan. that's a dream. Right. Um, all right. So this one I took in the in the game before this, I took Tampa, you took Oakland. Um, I'm going to take the Washington Nationals. I'm going to take the Washington Nationals, too. I think them playing also We're at home. We're going against the curse here, basically, because they can never win in the playoffs. They can never win in the playoffs, but they've they've gotten to a championship. No, they've never gotten to a championship series. They, so you're right. This is really going against the curse. So they can get to the round that they seemingly always are in. Well, we already picked it, so. 
It's locked in, baby. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some division series here. Um, Which one? My predictions. Yeah. I have to go back to the beginning of the year, but I was I was pretty close across the board, my friend. I you picked the Cardinals job. to win the division. Thank you. Cardinals are playing the Braves. Um, the Cardinals have one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, and Flaherty, I believe his name is. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack Flaherty, yeah. He is nasty. I think that I would take... You know what? I think I would take the Atlanta Braves lineup in this one, but give me the Cardinals pitching staff um, and give me the Cardinals bullpen as well. I, I Aside from that, I don't really know. Um, the Braves have home field advantage in this series, I believe. They do, yeah. Um, and I think it really comes down to the home field advantage in this one. I think Acuna, who, by the way, went 40-40 this year, has... I mean, he's already a star, but I think he has a legitimate coming out party on the national stage in this series, and I think he, I think he kills it. Um, and I, I think that the Atlanta Braves take this series. I think it goes to a game five, and they win it. This series is so fucking good. I love this matchup. It's nice to see Goldie in like games that matter too. It is. I know Arizona was in the wild card game once every few years, but now I can see him in like an actual series, a real series. I mean, I think they they played the Dodgers two years ago or last year, and they got crushed. So, um, but yeah, I I am so fascinated by this series. I think it's going to be a really damn good one. I'm going to take the Cardinals in five, and there's a lot of reasons to love Atlanta. Obviously, Acuna. Ozzy Albies, Freeman. This team is just so good. And they're pitching. I mean, Fulton Awich and uh, uh, Soroka, I think his name is, um, the rookie who's had an all, all-time year. And obviously you have a Dallas Keuchel who's used to winning big-time games in the postseason. A lot of reasons to like them. But you know what I don't like about them is their bullpen again. I know they made some additions, but their additions are not guys that you feel ultra-great about. You know, I... I I look to Melanson. He's a guy that's up and down, but you know he's capable of pitching well. But he's up and down. They tried to share that thing up. It is what it is. You like them because of the rotation. The Cardinals are just one of those teams, and I think we probably feel this way about teams in the NBA too. I I feel this way about like a team like the Celtics. I don't really need to know that they're the best team. I just like the pedigree. This team has a really good feel to it. They were able to outlast this dogfight of an NL Central. And they went to Chicago two weeks ago with a lot up in the air about division standings. And they swept them in five straight games. Yeah, and that, that's that, when the to Cubs go, was, to go, their demise. To go to Wrigley and take five straight when the Cubs desperately needed those games, was very impressive. Obviously, Goldschmidt, Carpenter. This team is really fucking good. Um, and their bullpen, I really like. I, I just feel like they've got the firepower at the back end. You've got a Carlos Martinez. I think that this team is just the you know epitome of, of postseason pedigree. You know what you're going to get. You're a big Cardinals guy. You're a big t- I know you are. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be a big Cardinals guy. And it's just one of those franchises, man, that I always feel good about. Atlanta's fucking great, and I think that they might be the better team, but they're also the younger team. And they just might not be ready yet. 
Absolutely. Um, so, so you're you have, taking the Braves. I have the Braves in five. You have the Cardinals, Cardinals in five. Four. And I oh four. You said. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I thought you said. Oh, I, didn't, five. I didn't give a game. I didn't give. Okay. A game Cardinals in four. I think the heavy reason why the Braves are going to take this one is because I think Acuna is going to be on another level. He in could this be. Series. And that you know might not still that still might not be enough. And I also like uh, the second baseman, who's one of the best second. Oh, Ozzy Albies. Yeah. He's incredible too. I think he's going to have a big series. Freddie Freeman is. Rock solid. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and everybody was giving them a hard time when they were tanking for giving up Jason Hayward and keeping Freddie Freeman. I think it's working out pretty and well. And Markakis has been really good for them for a few years now. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's move on to our series after the wild card game. We have the Dodgers. You have them against – oh, no, we both have them Nats. against the Nats. Um, what do you think? Five games? I, I – Kershaw, yeah, I think, is going to dominate does it go, does it go all five? No, no. This is a seven-game series. No, oh, it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a divisional round. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm, I forgot. I would that. say it's probably... I'm thinking I would, about the CS. Um, no, I'd you know what? Four. I would say four. four. Absolutely. I, people want to bury the Dodgers because they're boring and they've just been this good for so long and it seems like it's a foregone conclusion. But Dude, the Dodgers have so much talent. They're so good. It, they need to win the World Series this year. Like, it's a must. Their pitching so. staff, Ryu is in the is a front runner for Cy Young. Walker Buehler is a, is the next up and comer. As you a still have Kershaw, still have Kershaw, one of the best regular season pitchers of the last decade. Um, hopefully he can get over that postseason hump for this year. I'm honestly, you know, if it's not the Yankees, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah, their bullpen is still is shaky still shaky. With I've, the bridge I, to Jansen. Yeah, yeah. and well, and Jansen's been very shaky this year. He's been in the anything. second half. He's been tough. Yeah, he has, but he's had some games where he's he's really looked tough, or really looked bad rather. No, that's what I said. Oh, I mean, okay. Tough I, I th- like a, oh, gotcha. I thought you meant like tough to hit. No, but, no, no, no. Yeah, so that's you definitely worry about that. But I think when it just you look at a Nationals team that that bullpen's going to rear its ugly head because I feel like they're a lot like the Mets, right? You can. You can hide. You can't hide. You can run, but you can't. Yeah, hide. You there can't, you go. You can't hide your high leverage pitchers or your quote unquote high not leverage in the playoffs. Guys. Not in the playoffs. And when you don't have the luxury of being able to deploy starters as relievers late in games, like a wild card game, these guys eventually are going to have to pitch. You're going to get exposed. And I don't like them going up against that Dodger lineup. Not at all. So you have the Dodgers in four. I am going to go with the same. I think maybe sure one of those three guys out of, out of the top end of the rotation for the Nationals will pitch a really good game and get them one win. But the thing is, you know, Scherzer might go seven, but again, you mentioned that bullpen. They're going to give it up in the eighth inning. I, I don't feel you know good about I'm, anybody you know, they throw. So, so you've got you've got Braves, Dodgers. I've got Cardinals, Dodgers in the LCS. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then moving on to the next one, the Houston Astros. I got them against Tampa. You got them against Oakland. For me, either way, it doesn't matter. They're taking this one in three. I think that they're going to make Do a Do you statement. really think so? Yes, okay. absolutely, man. I, I think that they are trying to make a statement this year, um, and I think that they are going to absolutely – the three starters who I am super high on are going to dominate this series. You know, it's 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 interesting because they are the best team in baseball. We know that. They've got Verlander, Cole, Granke. We know that. Oh, yeah, and we haven't even – by the way, we haven't even mentioned their lineup yet, right. which is <laughs> insane. Right. Um, you know – if I if Oakland advances like I think they will, Oakland plays them fucking really tough, and 
I don't like those divisional ones, man. I mean, those divisional matchups that take place in, in the division series, these teams know each other so well. And there's you kind of just throw out certain matchups because they know they've faced Verlander four or five times this year. They've faced Cole four or five times this year. They've faced Granky. If they advance, I'll, I'll give you this. I like Houston to beat up on Tampa if Tampa gets there. So you know what? I guess three is fair. I was looking at it more from if Oakland advanced, I would put it on four. Okay. And I think Oakland could give them a series. Houston's winning regardless. I remember last the last two years, Houston went into just destroyed Boston. They took care of them in three. They swept them in uh, 17. And then last year, they just ran through. I mean, they didn't just beat. They ran through the Indians. I mean, that was a non-competitive first-round series. I mean, what they did to Kluber and, at the time, Bauer and Clevenger, I mean, these were top-tier arms that they just... It was like they weren't even... It was like they were facing fucking pitching machines. This team, I know, I, I agree. They they definitely want to make a statement. They are the best team in baseball between their pitching and their, and their hitting. Their bullpen is still a little bit of a problem, but you know what? Again, if they get to play... Oakland or Tampa, it's you, you just look at it and say, all right, the better team is going to win. I just think Oakland could give them a hard time because they know each other so well. Okay, well, either way, I think we know who's going to win that series and move on to the CS, hopefully against the New York Yankees. So there's a few managers um, that have been kicked to the curb. Why don't you rattle them off for me? Because the only one I can remember right now is the um, the catcher, the former catcher, Brad Osmus. Brad Osmus. He got. He lasted hit. one year in Anaheim. Yep. And then Joe Madden. Joe those Madden the only had two a, officially fired so far. It was. They said that they were parting ways. Whatever. So, they got fired. Probably. Yeah, that I, was a. That was one of those. Hey, we 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 don't really want you back. And he was probably like, Yeah, I don't really want to be back. Osmus. I mean, listen. You're in Anaheim. I don't know who the hell is going to turn around that franchise. You got the best player in the world. I have an idea. Joe Madden. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. The thing with Joe Madden is, I mean, I think Joe Madden reminds me a lot of Jim Harbaugh in the in the way that this. Now, Joe Madden's had, had a championship. That uh, well, no, yeah, I was going to say. Now, Jim Harbaugh's been to a championship, a Super Bowl, um, and he sucks at Michigan. But my thing is this. Now, he wins a lot of games, but the act at some point, I feel like, gets gets very tiring. And that's why I think he's out of out of Chicago. I think they just got tired of him because I mean, you win a championship on a team that was waiting 108 years to win a championship. You should just be able to to manage there until you they put you in a casket or you decide to retire and move on with your life. So I just think that's the reason why I think he reminds me a lot of Harbaugh is that you hear every job that he leaves that it's just like we honestly just couldn't take the guy anymore. When he left, I forgot did he where did he coach before Stanford? Was it was it Utah? I can't remember. No, I well, he went Stanford, then to the NFL. No, I know, but yeah. before Stanford, I they can't said remember. the same thing. Then he went to Stanford, obviously had luck. Those teams were really good, but they basically fired him, and they were just like, we can't take him. Moved on to the 49ers. They kicked his ass to the curb because they couldn't take him anymore. And then he went on to Michigan, and it's starting to look like it's going down that road a lot faster even than the other two because he's not winning, and they're sick and tired of the act already. And the same thing with Madden. I just think... 
I think Madden's a really charismatic guy, and he's a lot of fun to watch. And don't get me wrong. He won the Cubs World Series. You win a World Series anywhere, that's great. You win a World Series for the Chicago Cubs, who hadn't won in 108 years. That's incredible. But I just think that he acts like he's a lot smarter than everybody else. And and I just think that the act gets a little tired. First of all, that was a great comp with Harbaugh. I was, thinking, I was thinking Pete Carroll, too. I think that but, would, but you know, the thing is, Pete Carroll stuck around a decent amount of time. He, he has, now. but you do hear, you do hear a lot of people, a lot of former players You're and right. people talk about They're how just tired of yeah, the exactly, just, rah rah. But I would say, yeah, he has longer tenures than Harbaugh wherever he is. I think that's what makes the Angels such a good destination for Madden. Is you know, he was under the pressure cooker in Chicago. He went there as Epstein's hire as this revolutionary baseball mind with just the the kind of personality and the ability to just outsmart other managers on the from the dugout and he and like you said he got them to a world series but let's not forget about that man we weren't recording then he did everything he could to lose that game seven. He was being way too fucking cute in that game seven. You're absolutely right. But, but I mean, they did, but they did come they back from down 3-1 and won the team's first World Series since, since 1908. All well and good, and you're right. He should be able to be manager there until he dies. But unfortunately, that's not the business we're in. And as you see, he was one of those first real analytic guys. And he was, you know always using kind of crazy ideas in Tampa Bay before going to Chicago. I mean, he basically invented the crazy shifts that we're, we're seeing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Rays were always ahead of the time, and a big part of that was Madden. I think the Angels are such a good destination for him because, A, that's where he spent so many years as bench, as bench coach with, um, with Socha. And, you know, he's not going to have the pressure there. And I think if you're going to take – he looked like a guy that was stressed out. He looked like a guy that was tired of having these incredibly lofty expectations. And I don't know if I'm reading this right, but it seemed to me like he almost thought people should be more grateful to him than they were. You know, when they would collapse or lose a series or lose a game, he's like, I just won you a fucking World Series three years ago. Give me a break. But that's not the era we live in anymore, especially when you have that nucleus. In no sports. I mean, there's no coaches that are... there's no Belichicks around anymore. No, that are coaching until they want to leave. Right, and older managers were seeing is starting to get pushed out the door. But he's an older manager, but he is he's a new age thinker. He always has been, as we just highlighted. So I think the Angels make so much sense for him. Go I there. It. I love it. Be you're not going to have the bright lights. You're not going to have the pressure. Team, you can build that team. That and team you know, has talent. It has some, but obviously they have the best ha- the best player in baseball. But well, if they can figure out the fucking Otani. Yeah, and they got to figure out a pitching staff. They've got to figure out. Uh, they I got mean, a lot. Their farm system is no good. Um, I know it wasn't for a while. I don't know how how some of those guys are progressing. But I watched that series against the Yankees uh, last two weeks ago. I mean, they're kind of frisky. They have some players. They're no good, but they have some players that you kind of look at and go, "Oh yeah, you know, he could he could be something." And what a better opportunity to gauge young talent than bringing in a Joe Madden. So I think that's a really good destination. I was surprised A.J. Green got let go in um, in uh, San Diego. I thought that that team was not set up to win and they were building, and you kind of want to give him the opportunity to see his young core through, but let's call it what it is. That team, I think, underperformed. I thought that yeah, they had some talent agree. where I'm not saying they should have been a playoff team, but they were abysmal. Yeah, For- and Hosmer, honestly, man, 
He's kind of sucked since he came over from Kansas City. He has good I, numbers, I but he's not. Yeah, I, I get don't. What I never. I, he was one of the best free agents of that year, but it was a really bad free agent year. But I think he's really underperformed. I mean, listen, I know he can pick it. I think he's got a Gold Glove or two. He's got to be a better hitter. He's got to perform better behind the dish. Yeah, I think that he's or at a, the dish. Yeah, so. no, I, I know what you meant. You know your baseball. I'm good. Thank um, you. I know that, you know, when you're a team like that, you know, you're trying to build with free agents. And even if you have to overpay, this isn't football where you're drowning a salary cap. You can afford to overpay certain guys. And you see what their plan is to have, you know, a premier defensive players at, at the corners in Machado and him. You've got Tatis. You've got... Uh, you got hurt, by the way. Yeah, you've like got Margot in center. You've got players. they got to figure out Will Myers. I think that he's as good as gone. And he played pretty well. I know, but he doesn't fit anywhere on that team. He doesn't I have just a position. Stick him in left. He doesn't have a position, but they have guys. They have guys ready to come up who are much better prospects. And well, maybe they can point. trade him for a pitcher. And that's or the biggest prospects. thing. They don't have pitching. You feel good about Paddock, but he really whatever role they asked him to be in, he he didn't really pitch well after the first couple months of the of the season. I know they sent him down. They managed his pitch count and his innings. All this. They've got to figure out because regardless of how many good prospects they have, not many of them are pitchers. And, you know, you've got Mejia who played a little bit behind the dish this year catching. They have a lot of guys you're excited about. Um, I was kind of I was kind of surprised to see that he didn't get an opportunity to see this through at least for another year or two. But I guess within that organization, they didn't feel like he was the guy to lead them in the next direction. Yeah, I think that's just the bottom line, is I don't think they thought of him as a winning manager. Ned Yost decided to step down and retire from the Royals. I think that's a good call. There's no reason to continue to bang your head against the door. You won that organization, a World Series, the first since 85. They went 30 years without it. And, um, you know, that team sucks. And they're not really close. They have some guys, but... yeah. Some prospects, rather. Jorge Soler had a whole had a hell of a year. Bombs this year. Holy shit! Very, very quietly. Holy shit! And you got Whit Merrifield. I mean, you have certain you guys. have um, Mondesi, Mondesi, and obviously Perez if he can stay healthy behind the dish. Right? Yeah, he missed actually behind the dish yeah. this time. He missed the whole they season. Have no basically. pitching. None. And that's a and that's a problem. And it's you know it's not correctable within a year or two. And for a guy who that's nah, a five year rebuild at the slimmest. He took over a young group and made it a World Series team. and He did his job. Why, did, why, why would you want to see things through? Um, I think what, the guy that we need to discuss the most, though, is Mickey Callaway. So, no decision has been made on him. And to be honest with you, knowing the Mets, they're going to drag this thing out. I didn't expect them to fire him right away. And I know we, we'll, we'll talk to Phillips coming up, I'm sure. Um, or maybe he's working on a piece to do his, you know. He's got some articles in the can that I have just yet to put up. My my secretary is just absolutely killing me. Ugh. Come on. I know. I, I got to do a better job hiring. That's yeah. on me. Everything's on me. Everything. But I will say the sperm bank illustration is really fucking good. Um, did a good job there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's give him some sperm credit. Sperm bank didn't hit this week, by the way, guys. I'm 2-2, two and two, though, and I'm yeah. I'm already beating Sean. I have a chance to go up two games, and we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Yeah, you you just can't hold you just can't help yourself. But no. Um, I, I, whenever Phillips does his memorandum of the uh, of the season, Mickey Callaway is such an interesting an interesting case because we don't think he's a very good manager. We don't think he has an incredible ability to, you know, outthink other managers or use analytics or. 
he seems like he's kind of caught in between a lot of decisions. But for whatever you want to say about Mickey, and you know, is he the best baseball guy? You know, that's certainly up for debate. That team fucking played for him in the second half. That team played for him. And I think that matters because in today's baseball... Well, I think that's the reason why the decision hasn't been made yet. I I, I would be fast... Everybody wants to throw out Girardi's name. And honestly, Girardi could... I feel like the Cubs make sense. And he's used to the... I mean, first of all, that's his... Or, aside from the Yankees, that's his organization. He's also from there. He's from there. That He, he was drafted there. He came up there. He went back there after his Yankee days for before he retired. Um, and he has a lot of ties to that city, Northwestern guy. Um, and obviously he's used to the pressures of, you know, of managing with the New York Yankees. And he seemed to do a good job, even though he was a little bit of a clenched fist. I don't know if his personality fits all that well, but if you talk, talk about going extremes from, from Madden guy, to, like Madden to, to him, Girardi. Yeah. Um, but people are going to start talking about him with the Mets. My question is what, would the draw be for a guy like Girardi or a guy like Showalter or even a guy like David Cohn? By the way, you just brought up Showalter. I thought he did an incredible job. I love him. Dude, it it was like Yankees porn listening to him with Kay. Like it was just, just, he's, I I think if he decided he didn't want to manage anymore, he would be excellent. Emmy worthy. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, he, well, he had experience doing the games with ESPN in between his Rangers and Orioles days um yeah he's he's awesome and he he just knows he's a savant he's a baseball savant he knows anything and everything there is about the sport and i think he's so clearly you know he comes to an oriole team that was lost and had some young players and he he turned that team into i mean for about four years there they were 2014 to 2012 to 2016 i mean they were in the playoff discussion and winning the al east every year yep they were a pain in the ass to play um, you know, the draw about him going to a team like the Mets, obviously, is it's a young team that seems like they need a guy who's a disciplinarian and a guy that's really good with young players. The problem with those young players is they're young players that have proven things, at least on the major league level. I don't know how they would respond to a guy like Showalter. And the other thing is, does Showalter really want to come back? He's not going to make a lot of money. The Mets are not going to pay a lot, a top dollar for a manager and also... Just managers in general are not going to make that much money. That's why I look at Girardi. He he was making $5 million a year at one point for the Yankees. He's not going to sniff maybe even a million in today's baseball because he's the making, manager is being, you he's know, make more money on a marginal network like he is right now. Absolutely. So it's like, what would the draw be? Okay, so let's look at the perks. You do have, obviously, all the, the, the pitching. You have... A core group with Pete Alonso. By the way, let's give him some credit. He just beat Aaron Judge's rookie record. He had 53 bombs this year. That was a really cool thing. Single bright spot for the Mets, most likely. Um, I think there's more than one bright spot. But, but yeah, well, I would agree. Have yeah. The pitching. Mm-hmm. And, and um, what's his face? Uh, McNeil. Yeah, McNeil, Conforto. Yeah. Um, Conforto almost had 40, I think, this year. Yeah, Rosario had a really nice year at short, getting better. You're going to have a gap at third base. Maybe you can actually move McNeil over there. Obviously, you have the Albatross with Cano. You have Diaz, who's an issue. You have bullpen problems. I I think Diaz comes back next year and is filthy. You got to hope so. The only thing I worry about is if he's broken from New York. Sometimes that is right. just a, a mental gray. hurdle. He had a great year as well, by the way. Yeah, certain guys just can't get over that because – 
you know, they get booed mercilessly and they just can't, they yeah. can't get over it. Well, he'll go somewhere else and be great. Probably that? knowing, knowing the history of New York, that's kind of it. I think one interesting name, because I think they have to make, if they're going to get rid of Callaway, they got to make a splash. So if Walter doesn't want to do it or, or Girardi doesn't want to do it. Well, if there's I, one thing the Mets are good at, it's making the back page in the middle of the winter. Very true. You know who's a guy that I think would be incredible? Because talk about a guy that knows baseball, knows pitching, loves analytics, and is totally ahead of the curve with a lot of stuff is David Cohn. Ooh. David Cohn is a Met icon that they've kind of lost to the Yankees. You know, he pitched the he, he won the three World Series with the Yankees, the four World Series with the Yankees. Um, pitches perfect game, does the games on yes. He's really acculturated himself, but he's still he's still loved by Mets fans, and he's still a part sometimes of that organization's history. I think if you brought in a guy like that, we've clearly seen that moving from the booth to the to the dugout without any head without any coaching experience has worked fine. I think his personality, I think his knowledge of the game, and I think his ties to that organization could all really be a beneficial thing. I don't think you'd ha- he, he obviously can't command, command an incredible amount of money. He's not going to go in there asking for, you know, to be the highest paid manager. Met fans would love him. The, you know, already the culture and the feel around the team changes because he's a Met, you know. The Mets haven't really ever done that. And why the hell not? That would be interesting to me because if you're going to get rid of Mickey, there has to be a reason. Be- or else just keep him. Because the guys already showed they'll play for him. I don't think he has a great grasp on the clubhouse as far as, you know, obviously, and I think that's a, just an overall organizational culture thing. Like, players run the clubhouse. It's it's just how it's that's, all... Yeah, that's it's not a, completely... It's how it's fault. always been. I mean, mm-hmm. the 86 Mets are one of the best teams of all time, and there was that was chaos in that locker room. They were but, just too good. Right. So, if you want... If, if, if that's what you're looking for... Then don't get then don't make any move at all. Callaway's the guy, and and the team likes him. If you're gonna really shake it up, don't bring in a Brad Osmus. Don't bring in a Green. Don't bring in a Bochi. Don't bring in any guys like that. Bring in somebody from the organization who has ties to the organization, who is looking for a managerial opportunity, and isn't going to be able to command a tremendous amount of money. I think that's a guy that I tell you I would love to see Girardi. It, it sounds obvious, but I don't know if it is. Does he really want to go to the Mets? Does he really want to go manage the Mets? He's a guy who's his... I don't his, think he wants to His reputation that. as a manager is really good. Mm-hmm. For what he did with the Marlins and manager then what he the did year. with the Yankees. I mean, that's a that's a guy that I feel like should only come out of, out of the... Uh, out of the booth. What about Bobby Bonilla? They're still paying him. And that's a very good point. They he wouldn't even have to a, pay him. He makes his million dollars free. right there. I like it. I like it. That's an outside the box idea. I'm Thank all in. You. Um, so they're very interesting. Bruce Bochy done in San Francisco. How will you remember his tenure there? Three World Series, man. What can you say? I can't talk shit about that. Nope. Uh, do you think he's done or will he get another job if he wants one? If he wants one, I think he'll get one. Sleeper for the Mets, it'll never happen. And I was joking about the Bobby Bonilla thing. I wish they would hire Wally Backman. I wish. Oh, my God. Anybody that's listening right now, just YouTube Wally Backman. It will give you probably, I think they have 15 minutes of him fighting with managers in the minor leagues. Or fighting with umpires in the minor leagues. You'll get a laugh or two. 
He's a fucking lunatic. He is. And that's probably why he's not managing in Major League Baseball. It's definitely why, because they never made the move. And now that you see the direction of guys going you know, heavy into analytics and you want to basically be a press secretary in um, as the manager, that those kind of fiery, off-the-wall, crazy guys who just had a gut feel for the game, they're not getting jobs anymore. That's why Cone is interesting because he kind of blends all of that. You know, he was a fiery competitor. He was a hired gun several times in his career. He pitched in the biggest moments. He has the perfect game. He's got the World Series under his belt. He was a wild guy off the field, did a lot of crazy shit. But also, oh he, he's ahead of the analytics. I mean, he, he's been talking about, you know, the fan graph stuff, and he's been doing the um, sabermetrics and Yankee games in the broadcast booth for years, way before it was becoming really widespread. And I think if you want to blend both worlds, you can do that. Girardi is a guy who I think he would obviously, just because he's such a good manager, he would make that team better. I think the guys would play for him. Uh, Show Walter, nobody's better at bringing a team together and getting a young team, you know, competitive. But I think that team's kind of already established. I don't think you have to mold those guys into good major league players. Most of that young core aren't good major league players. Interested to hear what Phillips wants uh, wants the Mets to do. But either way, the off season, whenever it happens, and whoever's holding up the World Series trophy, it's going to be a very interesting offseason because there's going to be a lot of maneuverability amongst teams, and I really want to see what teams like the Giants, who held on to this baseball lifer in Bochy, do. I mean, they're going to go some... I guarantee you, they're going to hire somebody we've never even heard of. Last name for you. What's Gabe Kapler's future in Philly? That team, that team was the most disappointing team in baseball this year. I know they had injuries, but everybody did. And after this Yankee team, I'm done talking about injuries. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to have to reference this Yankees team whenever people bitch about injuries from, from here on out. Um, I think they keep them another year. I don't think they have a choice, really, with the moves that they've made. I think they're locked into them. But, listen, if they get off to a bad start, like let's say they go you know, 5-20, and 5-15, and his ass is out the door next year. I think so. Yeah, he'll be on a very short leash. All right, man. Baseball playoffs. How ready are you? I can't wait, man. Honestly, I got to go buy a Yankees quarter zip because I have to look halfway decent at work. So I, I got to go. Rep the squad. Yeah, I already have a Jets quarter zip. I can't believe I don't have a Yankees quarter zip. But, you know, I feel like we should sit down and maybe watch one or two games together. I, if they lose a game, you'll never watch another game with me again. That's bad luck. But the first one, maybe we should sit down, watch the game together. Um and I believe that'll be what? So real fast, just throwing this out there. We'll discuss it off the air. Game one is Friday night, 7 o'clock. I'm thinking of going. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, well, let's take a look at prices. Let's take we a should look. go for it, man. That yeah. sounds fucking great. It'll be won't be too cold. Oh, no, dude. It's going to be it's going to be like it's it's going to be like high 63 that day. So oh, night yeah, you're, you're right. Go it's like supposed to be 80s on Wednesday and then it's going to drop after that. Well, I'll wear a fucking hoodie under it. Let's take a look at prices. We'll talk about this after the game. We'll be amongst the bleacher creatures. Obviously, that's the only place I'll sit at Yankees games unless anybody wants to, you know put me in a box or something. I'm not going to say Schmooze no. your way to I'm the top. I'm not going to say no. Um, but, um, last thing we want to talk about. So uh, college football because it's it was a, it was a slow week in college it, football. It was a slow week in college football. A lot of games that were not all that good. But you know what was really good? That Clemson-North Carolina game. And Mac Brown has that Tar Heels team 
playing Absolutely. hard. They should have beat Clemson. Clemson. Clemson sucked. Clemson has their one hiccup a year where they. I mean, at Bama it happens too. I I know but this, Bama generally doesn't lose to a team or play that. They're losing or they're close to teams that are at least in the top 25. No, I agree with you, but, I mean, Bama did have that, although the score wasn't as close, they had that hiccup to... Um, oh, the Citadel last year. Citadel last year, where I think they were Stupid losing at halftime. So, I mean, teams had these hiccups. Clemson figured out a way to pull it out. Uh, I mean, Clemson had this... This happened to them last year against Syracuse. I don't know if you remember when Lawrence went out with a concussion. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not worried about it at all. The only thing this affects is if they have a bad loss, this game is going to be looked at when it comes to the playoff time. Oh, big time. Yeah, and uh, there's some good games coming up this Saturday. The Yankees uh, game two is on Saturday at 5, so we could... If we don't do the game, we'll post up somewhere, have college football on, have baseball Ooh, playoffs. Be fun too. Um, we'll figure something out. It, yeah. It's a good time in the sports calendar. But um, yeah, there's some good games coming up. Uh, LSU Florida this week is going to be a good one. Florida's played well with their backup quarterback, but now okay. they're getting LSU. Um, other than that, there's nothing really noteworthy. Um, so let's finish up with your pop culture corner. Anything you got going on? How far are you in succession? Um, succession. What else are you watching? Succession. I did not watch last night, so I guess you could say I'm one episode behind. But I'll be caught up within the next couple days. That's a hell of a show. Righteous Gemstones. I'm still watching it. I don't know if you started it. I haven't started it yet, dude. It's I have so to. fucking funny. Um, aside from that, um, I'm waiting on that Kanye album to come out. I, he did the same thing last time, and it's just so annoying. Like, put it out or just tell me you're not gonna. Like, I'm fucking tired of it. I know. That's um, Kanye, man. That's what he does. I did listen to the baby's new album, Kirk. Fire. Really? Fire, dude. It's mm. incredible. There's like three bangers on there. And some songs sneak up on you, too. After, Like, maybe I'll listen to the album for a 10th or 11th time because I've listened to it at work like a million times. And it'll get, it'll get me another song. But every time I listen to it, I discover like a new song that I like. So really into, really into the baby's new album. He's one of my favorite new guys. Good shit, man. What about you? Always Sunny came back for their 13th season, and it was a pretty good first episode. I've never been an Always Sunny guy. No, not really. I mean, it's a show that you you either love it or it's just not for you. And I'll admit there were some middle seasons. I just got to watch it. I've, I've seen episodes, but like I was super high and like wasn't paying attention so that's one of those shows that's just on in the background a lot but yeah it's not quite like and the office yeah you know the office is so much better when you watch it sequentially and you get involved in the storyline Sonny's not quite that way but you do like the dynamics you do kind of pick up on what's going on with certain things there was a stretch there for a few years where it wasn't as funny. It has just gotten more and more ridiculous. Like there's nothing they won't say. There's nothing that's off that's off limits. Like, and they're towing that line between is it funny or is it just like holy shit? I can't believe they got away with that. But it's a great show. I think it's one of the best comedy shows of the last 10, 15 years. Just because you know the cast it's put out. I mean, all of them have done pretty well elsewhere and. Um, it's just a fucking funny show. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that continue to go. When's that Joker movie come out? I'm, I'm so I was just gonna say. So Joker comes out Friday. Ooh, and I'm I, I want to see that movie. I, it'll probably take me a week or so. Um, especially if we go to the Yankee game. That's right. Um, but no, I want to see that. It's all it's already getting a lot of like people are talking about you know having super tight security and worried about 
threats of mass shootings. Oh, and, Jesus. Well, yeah, you didn't hear about that? Well, well, I do remember there was a shooting at the um, at the, the Dark Knight in the 2012. Last, uh, yeah, it wasn't, remember that it wasn't the Ledger one. It was after that. It was the one with uh, with Bane, and it was... It, that was that was big, and that this is the first real. I know Suicide Squad came out, and I'm not a big comic book guy. I'm not a I'm not a superhero guy, but you know I, the Joker's character is just so interesting, and they've never given him a backstory, and that's kind of been the allure behind his villain is whether it's played more cartoonish by Jack Nicholson or Ledger just takes it to that next level. He's never had a backstory, um, and they're giving him one now, and. Joaquin Phoenix is just a creepy son of a bitch, and I think he's going to just crush this role. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be dark, but uh, that one, and then I think it's gonna be we good. have the Irishman coming up, which is yeah. Episode. When is that out? I, I is don't that November? Know. I have I don't know, but you know if it doesn't, if it's going to go like, theaters and then right to Netflix, right? If a mo- yes, is that the plan? yeah, I, th- I believe so. But if a movie a movie like that, if it doesn't come out during the summer then it probably will come out during like right before Christmas. Yeah. Um I saw the second trailer for the Irishman that came out. I did too. How long ago that fucking It looked incredible. So good. So those are the only two movies. I'm not a huge movie guy. I'm more of a show guy and obviously with the amount of sports we consume. Um one thing oh I'll plug this too is um so remember that podcast original series I was telling you about the summer of 69 you were telling me about it. I listened to the whole fucking thing yeah so they can do another one now they're doing one on um it's a Halloween themed it's coming out uh theatrical sorry back to the Irishman really quick go for it theatrical release November 1st it'll probably go up until the digital streaming on November 27th on Netflix okay cool that, Netflix I, I is kinda, gonna kill that I kind of like how they're doing that but um, I wish they would do that for every movie but yeah so they're doing all their you know, all their series of the, you know, serial killers of the, um, conspiracy theories and all that around a Halloween themed. So I'm kind of interested to see how they do that. I didn't really know my, my friend texted me about it. She was like, Oh, uh, cause I turned around to the 69 one. So she was like, Oh, you should, you should check this out. They're doing this. It's going to run for a month where all their original shows are going to do Halloween themed. So I don't really wow. know what that entails, but I'm looking forward to shot, uh, giving that, that a shot. Cool. The other thing too, I don't know if you saw this. It's only going to be on Luminary, so I got to re-download that subscription service. That, right? Yeah, you get a month free, and then you've got to pay, but you can always discontinue it. Is um, the Ringer is doing a like narrative series on um, the, the Seattle Sonics? Yeah, Sonic Boom, I believe it's called. Giving them a free plug, maybe they could repay the favor. I think um, they should. I think they should as well. Um, but I'm looking forward to that because that 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 fan base there love that team. Did you ever listen to the one I told you to listen to about Donald Sterling? Oh yeah, dude. That was I was great. way ahead of yeah. That was fucking incredible. I I think I cranked that out in like a day. Yeah, was, that was a really good one. Yeah, Ramona Shelburne. I like those narrative ones because like you obviously know the story and you know the end result, but just to hear the inner workings. Yeah, of those it stuff usually is, ends up crazier than you thought. Really. Really good. So, all right. What do you say, man? I'll talk to you Wednesday. Absolutely, man. Let's figure out this Yankees thing. Everybody have a good night, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Take care, guys.